0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: what is up everybody welcome another edition of drive for show dfs for Doe here on roto grinders and live on our youtube channel we know a lot of you might be listening in podcast form after we tape so uh, however you are consuming our show we appreciate you checking it out and uh, we've got a loaded show here this week we've got a four-man booth here tonight so uh, be a, a lot of different talking points to go around we've got a major uh, with the PGA Championship on tap, so uh, we can just, you know, kind of skip the shenanigans and uh, get right into it. I mean, last week, yeah, fun tournament, uh, lots of birdies, you know, uh, an event that, of course, they could probably fire right into the sun. We don't really need to spend too much time recapping it. Mm-hmm. KH Lee won. There was a bunch of birdies, and uh, whoever made putts uh, did well, so that was last week. Uh, happy to recap it for you. I'll let the guys throw in some thoughts as they wish, but uh, I am Justin Van Zuden, a.k.a. STL Cardinals 84. We'll be hosting the show as usual. And we've got a special special guest with us this week, so I will introduce him first. His name is Mr. Matthew Wiley, and uh, Wiley, we'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. And uh, for people who might not be familiar with you, uh, let them know what you're all about and uh, and where people can, can find you.
4: Well, I, yeah, so... Obviously, Landia podcast, Wiley seventy seven on Twitter, or the Galando podcast, which some radio stations call me in Toronto. Uh, the I was I said I saw your feed last week and I said, "Hey, sweet boys, can I please come on?" And you were kind enough to let me come on, so I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, you meet My- that you met the threshold for being able to come on, um, which you know is uh, it's a moving target, so. Uh, you know, in, in invitation only. Um, and and you've been invited uh, after your request, so welcome.
4: Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> it.
3: And of course, you got the uh, two usual co-hosts with me as well, Mister Tambo, Tyler Tambolin on one side. Tambo, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, excited to have Wiley on. He's got the Ricky Fowler special exemption. Gets in no matter what, right? You just let him <laughs> in. It doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what they've done in the past. But uh, it should be fun. Four man booth, like you said, K. H. Lee got the job done. Uh, good for him. That was awesome to see. Great little interview there after. I thought that was fun, but definitely in major mode as we speak, getting ready to get into it here. So leave the time for that.
3: Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, speaking of Ricky Fowler, we've got uh, we've got Notorious on, uh, on, well, I usually say one side and the other side. I'm not really sure how we're set up since there's four of us, but somewhere on the screen is Noto uh, as well. And uh, I see that per Noto's uh, little uh, rating here and, uh, and our cut probabilities. I see we've got Ricky Fowler at 53% to make the cut this week. That's approximately 51% too high. Uh, but, uh, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Ricky in due time. And, uh, I don't mean to be attributing him to Noto by any means, but Noto, Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler, Noto, welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, why am I? Being I don't know. I just, Ricky here? He mentioned
3: Ricky uh, <laughs> and then I just went with it. And now you're Ricky.
2: Yeah, uh, excited for the show. Uh, Last week was terrible. So uh, excited for uh, the second major of the year. Wiley, Um, always listen to your show each and every week. So uh, happy to have you on. And yeah, I don't think we need to spend too much time on last week. That uh, rain delay didn't help anything. I was just hoping for the week to end and uh, had to wait two more hours to get my 3% of my winnings back or my entries back
3: yeah I, I could have had a cue for the uh, big uh, millie maker this week but for some reason somebody played kh lee in a 12-man contest and pat and kazire on the same lineup uh and that was uh that was unrecoverable for uh the rest of us folk that's disgusting to- who yeah. did that <laughs> i have to look up the username i wasn't familiar but uh yeah kh lee and pat and kazire in the same in, in a 12-man contest uh mm-hmm. so it was an l for yours truly i finished third but uh uh wasn't a great week for me either, and that tournament, uh, for all purposes in my book, can just go away. Uh, they've had so much trouble finding a, a host course and, and, and one that can challenge the golfers. But uh, that's another story for next year. When that comes around, we've got a major championship uh, this week, the PGA championship at a very interesting golf course, Kiowa Island, which I will probably mispronounce 12 times during the show because I keep wanting to say different things each time, but I think I got it right that time. So we'll bet a hundred percent at the start of the show, but uh, this course hosted the PGA championship back in 2012, uh, and uh, after a pretty easy first round, the second round scoring average was about six strokes over par, so obviously in a, a seaside ocean course that is very susceptible to the wind, uh, and if you go back and look at some of the video clips from that second round back in 2012, it was pretty crazy. So, uh, Noto, we usually have you lay out the course for us, and uh, I'll let you do that here. What are we looking at this week?
2: Well, the start, I thought it was Kiwa. Yeah, me Did, too. Uh... <laughs>
3: See, Kiowa, Kiowa, Kawaia. Whatever it's, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong a zillion times. So, Kiowa, (laughs) whatever it is, I know you
2: you did preface with uh, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, and uh, then I thought I got it right
3: and I still got it wrong. So, for some reason, that one escapes me.
2: Yeah, so uh, they're playing the ocean course, it's going to be the longest uh course in major history. P die design, uh, over 7,800 yards from the tips. Uh, we probably won't see it that length uh, for all four days, but, uh, routinely highest, uh, one of the, or sorry, one of the highest slope ratings in the country, fairways and greens, both seashore past Palom, uh, kind of a cousin of Bermuda. If you want to look at it that way, a little bit slower, uh, back in 2012, the fairways were pretty easy to hit. And if you did hit the fairways, the greens were pretty easy to hit as well. If you missed the fairways, uh, the green regulation number was under 40%. Uh, it sounds like the fairways have been narrowed a little bit since then, and they've made, you know, some changes to the course, including, you know, adding some yardage, the greens themselves, uh, about average size, 6,000 square feet. Uh, elevated greens, severe runoffs. Um, going to see a lot of guys missing greens. So uh, scrambling is going to be really important this week. Uh, Scoring is going to all depend on the wind, um, and the wind continues to change each and every time I look at it. So going to be one of those situations where you're going to want to, you know, maybe wake up early Thursday morning uh, before line of sock but uh, definitely check it late Wednesday night because uh, there could definitely be, you know, an edge one way or another in terms of tee times, and yeah, that's all I got. I'm, I'm looking at guys that are just solid all around. I think a lot of people will play the bomber narrative. I certainly don't hate it, but um, if you look at the 2012 edition, there were a lot of Euro, European tour types, scrambler types, outside of Rory McIlroy, who's just the best in the world. So he's going to play well everywhere. So for me, I'm just looking at all around and um, maybe a little bit of Lynx experience. In terms of comp courses, I've heard it uh, compared to Whistling Straits, Chambers Bay, PJ National, TBC Sawgrass. Uh, So if you want to look at any of those, I don't hate them. Um, And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on comp courses because I'll want to look at some of those this week.
3: All right. uh, Wiley, I'll let you go ahead and interject here. What do you think uh, we're looking at as far as the course layout this week?
4: Well, I think, you know, I, I, yeah, I think if you, if you've, I said golf digest does this really impeccable overview on YouTube. I mean, something was like a theatrical review of the course. I watched that this morning. Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, it's really, it's really uh, captivating and, you notice that off the tee, like uh, N- N- Noto said, you, the, it's pretty wide off the tee. Um, wind agnostic, of course, the wind is going to be insane. But with, with Pete Dye, you know, he's got that. He, it's, the, it's the fine line between complete disaster and ultimate success and that he, he forces you to make good shots, to play towards the trouble, um, play excellent approach shots particularly on p die courses don't go long i mean especially here it seems like every long uh past the green shot in this course you're in one of these trillion waste areas i mean that's the thing about this it's not bunkering this week it's waste areas so you can ground your club but these waste areas are everywhere and if you've seen the course they're not just your standard waste areas like last week's course um was very easy by PGA tour standards. This one, everyone has like a 10 foot ladder getting out of it. Like the one behind me. And so that seems problematic. If you don't, if you don't make the shots, Pete died demands length. I, mean, I was talking to one player, even though, you know, Rob's right. The, um, the, the length is probably not going to be 7,800 yards every day. Uh, Cause there's multiple tee box setups. the, the, it eliminates about 80 to 90%. I mean, he was just offhanding a little bit, but it eliminates so many players at that length. Um, You just need to have, be a very great driver of the ball. In 2012, albeit it was nine years ago, you had Rory and he won by what, eight shots? Um, Keegan was in the mix, but the best players on tour are very, very, very good drivers of the ball. Uh, Stricker was up there too. So I'm looking for really good drivers of the ball, inform iron players but mostly guys who have it between the ears right now and have a really good uh strategic caddy player relationship and who can make good calculated veteran style shots like open types um that's why well i won't get to my sub seven play but we'll save that one but that's where i am this week yeah
3: no good points uh the the google pronunciation helper has the (laughs) <laughs> British pronunciation as Kiowa and the American pronunciation as Kiowa, but yet it seems like most Americans call it Kiowa. I've learned this over the last two minutes. Um, so I don't know hey, which hey, ones are right. I'm in
4: Lexington, Kentucky. They pronounce Versailles, Versailles, so.
3: <laughs> uh, what, uh, so, well, you know, you just make up a name. It's, it's going to be a long golf course and it's going to be hard. So uh, that's uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It's going to be more challenging than last week's was. And that's another interesting dichotomy between, you know, it's not like last week's event was a tune up for this. It really wasn't for those that happened to play last week, other than maybe building some confidence by making some birdies. But uh, we'll go ahead and start digging into the golfers in a second. But Tambo, any additional thoughts from you on the uh, course setup this week?
1: maybe that's why some guys didn't play last week. And maybe that's why Dustin Johnson's in a little bit of a timeout. It looks like as far as not showing up to events last minute, we'll get there though. Uh, As far as this week goes, everything that Wiley just said was sort of more the way I was thinking of this course. You know, I'm always going after the major moxie, the experience, the ability, Uh, I think off the tee and approach are extremely important here. Uh, Noto rattled off the stats. Don't have to give the numbers, but when you're in the fairway, you hit a lot more greens at this course where it's not as important at certain courses or other courses. Uh, One, you know, a couple of notes the yardage that we talked about doesn't look like it will always be that but some of the holes today with that wind just looked insane like even Wyndham Clark (laughs) there was a video out there hitting a hole in one and I'm telling you like that's the most incredible hole in one I've seen in a while because just what he was hitting into and the wind and the crosshair and everything that he was going into was pretty tough so gonna stick to that it's really tough up at the top to decipher between some of these guys it's going to come down to a little bit of a line of construction and just knowing your stuff and that'll be tomorrow night show that i'm doing on here but uh, i'm excited to dig into the field man it's it's a strong field and it's going to be a great event you can just tell
4: and rom rom said today what did he say today i forget what stretch of hole it was perhaps it perhaps the entire back nine but he said I, I i hope they shorten it a little bit because i didn't hit any approach shot less than a five iron. Yeah. Um,
1: Five or and six the, holes, he mentioned at the very end of the course. So. Right,
4: and then the, and then the par threes are long. I mean, they're 200, I mean, they're monsters. Uh, and tour players generally don't love 200-plus yard par threes. That I mean, if you look at uh, some of the, uh, that's what I'm looking at, too, some of the better iron players in the two, two, 200 to 225 range on par threes, Leishman, for instance, um, you have to really whale it this week.
3: Yeah. And that, a lot of the holes on that uh, back nine, particularly towards the, uh, the, the the last few holes, there's some long holes on, on that back nine. So uh, depending on which way, you know, the wind is blowing, I know a lot of times the prevailing wind is designed to, to, to play on those longer holes, but um, when it's, you know, when it's really windy and you're playing a a 500 yard par four or a 230 yard par three, uh, it's going to be difficult no matter which way the wind is blowing. So, Uh, With that in mind, uh, we'll go ahead and start digging into the golfers and uh, Tambo. I, uh, I made you go last there uh, with the the course breakdown. So I'll stick with you here. And uh, really interesting that basically all the top golfers above 10 K we've got six of them and uh, most of them hovering in that kind of 10 to 15% ownership range with it looking like uh, Jordan Spieth is going to be the biggest chalk of the bunch. So, Uh, How are you handling that 10 K plus range given the, uh, the pricing this week there, Tambo?
1: Yeah, it's extremely difficult up there this week. I think, uh, for me, I talked about this a little bit with Kenny Kim on the fantasy golf generous podcast, where I said, you know, the I've, I've been a little bit more talked into Rory. I get the Rory scenario here. It doesn't look like he's guarding a lot of ownership. I've come around to it the last day or so, where it looks like uh, people are going to talk themselves out of playing Rory for whatever reason. So his ownership has dropped from what we thought it might be sitting at. Um, but I still, I don't know if I can be hundred percent sold where I can, I, I really want to play JT, but I know the guys at the bottom I want to play are Rom and Bryson. Uh, you know, there's a lot to go through a lot of guys in the booth here today. They can uh-huh. talk about it more, but I, I certainly like ROM's game for this course. I, he did, he disappointed some last time but people will still go back to him. Uh, I still like his all around game that, you know, the ability, the scrambling that he can put on at times. We saw it at the Memorial. He took a two stroke penalty for grounding the club or whatever it was and still won the thing by three or five. I can't remember the number now. So, uh, you know, tough course. An example of that would be the same thing to bring it across here has the length and the distance. And then Bryson, I'm interested to hear everyone's thoughts because it looks like the rough, out there might not be as thick as what everyone expected and now that can take away some from his ability because you know getting out of the thicker rough even Rory has been quoted as saying the benefit to Bryson is when we get that thick rough at a U.S. Open because he can just hit it out of there so much easier the one length clubs etc etc so I'm not super sold I could go elsewhere but I'm really you know feeling Rom and JT up at the top as of right now.
3: All right, uh, Wiley, how are you handling that top group of golfers this week?
4: All right, so I think that the ownership – I mean, I love uh, RG's uh, projections on ownership. It's it's typically pretty close, and the Rory one surprised me. I thought, oh, my God, you guys got it way wrong. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, it's like you, know, you can't really build with a lot of guys people want with Rory, right? And so that's probably why – uh, plus people want Bryson. And especially the potential, you know, 12% or under ownership. Um, uh, Bryson concerns me sometimes because I, I like even, even, even last week he would be, you know, 342 in the fairway, 117 out and leave it 42, 42 feet to the hole. His, his wedge play is sometimes to be desired. And, and plus, in terms of this is a, I think a really big thinking man's course, um, i just think that there's other guys I'd like to play. I cannot get off Rory. That is a very way, a terrible way to say that sentence, but I cannot, <laughs> I cannot get away from Rory. Um, I think that th- I've always said about Rory is that he is someone who thrives off the energy of the audience around him. Ryder cup plays the best. Um, he's there for the moment. He needs that juice. And with cra- no crowds this last year, it just seems like he was apathetic. And then enter Wells Fargo when they had some crowd, and finally he had some moxie behind him. And I just think when you've got an engaged Rory McElroy who won here by a million strokes in 2012, uh, who won at Wells Fargo, I, I just think that you know, he could stomp on the earth. That's where I am right now above 10s.
3: Yeah, I mean, when he's on, uh, it's, it's tough to beat him. Um, to that point, he won by eight in 2012 here, uh, really took off in the final round, shot 1,300 for the tournament. Second place was minus five. So, uh, you know, that's uh, on these difficult courses. If he's striking it well and the putter's working, um, you know, he, he clearly has the upside to, to dominate even still, even nine years later. So, uh, Noto, your thoughts on the 10K plus group?
2: Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with any of them uh, to their points. You know, Rory, if you start with him, it's kind of hard to build, especially from a single entry standpoint. So I do think he'll be uh, around that 12 percent. I like the ownership for sure. My favorite guy is going to be Spieth. I mean, he's just playing so well. Um, he's the best iron player in the world um, with right there with JT right now. Uh, if you look at his short game, um, probably the best in the world and he knows how to win majors. Um, his only weakness really is off the tee, and he's gotten a lot better at that recently. I uh, talked about the wide fairways a little bit. He won at Chambers Bay, uh, second at Whistling Straits. So uh, I like speed quite a bit. I know he's going to be popular, but um, I'm more willing to eat chalk up here than I am uh, at the very bottom. So I like speed. Um, The case for Bryson, for me, uh, obviously the distance off the tee. But if you look at his numbers from 200 plus, you know, Wiley mentioned a lot of approach shots being hit from 200 plus. Uh, he's third in proximity in this field. <laughs> the rest of his irons are terrible, uh, wedges especially, but from 200 plus, um, he's actually very good. So uh, perhaps that plays into his strengths a little bit. Uh, JT, if he puts well, is going to be in contention. DJ seems like nobody's talking about him. He's like a P dive specialist and always good on longer courses. So uh, and then you have Rom, who uh, you know Tambo mentioned, and it doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking about him. He's number one in my model, so uh, yeah, a lot of good options up here. If I have to pick one, I'll go speed.
3: All right. Uh, any other follow-ups from you guys on the other 10K options that uh, maybe we uh, we didn't address?
4: No one mentioned Dustin Johnson.
3: Yes. Yes. What's going
4: on there? I brought I I him up.
3: I put him. I put him in my article this week just because you know, I, with the little scare from last week, the the form obviously not being where we want it to be. And uh, just the recency bias. I mean, it, if this would have been six months ago, around the time he won the masters, like he would be the no brainer this week. So uh, yeah, I like DJ in, in GPP builds for
1: sure. Um, yeah, I did hear today too. I think, uh, you know, I never follow this stuff too much with equipment or anything, but I did hear that he's putting the, the putter back into his bag that he went out to the RBC heritage and shot five under in round four with so you like that kind of stuff just trying to throw the tidbits out there it's not you know necessarily for me but uh i, I can see if he's at nine percent why people are going to play him it's dustin johnson so maybe uh him being out of the spotlight and we're not really sure there's some talk today about you know his, his presser time got pushed back and not in the featured groups as shown on pga when they presented all the groups of three so i, I don't know what's going on there but uh, again he did withdraw from a couple tournaments at the last minute so you never know and he's back flipping off the yacht so you know, I don't think that one looked too good the last time out. It's Dustin Johnson he can pretty much do whatever he wants at this point.
3: All right, uh, let's go ahead and go down into that uh, next range, and this is where kind of in majors, people love to build these lineups that uh, that look pretty good in terms of balanced lineups where you've got the Reeds, the Simpsons, uh, Shawfully, Hovland, you know, uh, Morikawa. I mean, you can start with two or three of those guys uh, if you're eschewing the uh, the, the five figure price tag. So. Uh, Wiley, I'll let you have first crack at uh, this group and it looks like Hovland's going to be the highest own, but uh, who's standing out for you?
4: Yeah. I mean, Hovland, Hovland is playing better than anyone in this field or as well as anyone in this field. Um, I think the price is very fair for him. The only thing that's scaring me, scaring me away is 25% ownership. I mean, I just, I I don't know if I can eat that chalk. Um, I don't think that he's going to have a bad week. I think he can top 10, I think he could perhaps win. Uh, the interesting one is well, there's two interesting ones. Colin Morikawa, uh, you know, a course that demands solid driving and solid iron play, and a guy who's won won it before uh, at a pretty good ownership level. Now he he, it's different. It's difficult because it's you know, difficult because if you want a Spieth or a Bryson or a Rory, adding Colin Morikawa makes it very difficult because there's not a, really a ton down low to build a lineup. So you almost have to have Colin Morikawa or no one else up top. Um, that's the one thing that's probably keeping his ownership low. And then you've got the one really, really, really interesting one. And I'm going to look for reactions from you guys is Matsuyama. Right. it's at an yeah. insane sub 5% ownership masters winner. You talk about a guy who has elite around the green skills, uh, elite driver, of the ball, elite iron player. Um, and the most recent major winner that that one could be the kill shot right for a lot of lineups especially being next to hovland and price that I, if you want to come off hovland that would be the guy i would play um, i just think on tough i'm on on birdie courses he can't putter well enough to get 25 under but on at firestone or wgc um, bridgestone where it's a, in, in a really difficult course this is the guy that you want
3: yeah and he wasn't terrible last week i mean like you say the birdie fest isn't necessarily the style we want to target him at but uh that that ownership number is really really low so very low um tambo what are you thinking about this group
1: yeah it's it's a good call there it's just it's so tough when you've got all these other guys around them so you know i'm definitely in uh, the one that uh i like you've got tagged up there cards is is Xander, but i actually like more cow a little bit more and i talked about this on the podcast with kenny uh, wiley just brought it up i think it's like i said that you know i try and look for spots like this and the only reason you know i don't Want to get too invested in Justin Thomas is because I feel like I have Justin Thomas for $9,800. He's, he's a defending champion here. His irons are incredible. His game's coming in, into really good form. It all comes down to the putter with him and the, and the around the green. I know that's important here, but that to me is the, you know, you mentioned Matsuyama Wiley being the kill shot. I agree, but it could be a guy like Morikawa. Like you could start lineups with Morikawa, have him go out and win this thing. And people say it's crazy because it'd be back to back and he's so young and all this stuff, but he's so mature. In general, you talk about having it between the ears, just knowing what's going on, being able to execute on tough courses. You can say the same about Xander, and I'll play them both, but I I like Morikawa a little bit more there. Hovland is just one of those things. I get the ownership, but it's like the product of PGA DFS. In NBA, you can have a guy that's 80% owned, and people still jam him in. I know there's minutes projections, and this is golf, and I understand the differences quite clearly. I'm just saying maybe the ownership should be 35% on Hovland with the game that he's been playing right now in a $9,300 price tag like that. That's, you know, people are going to talk themselves into playing other guys. And I think he's just Making the cut, he's gonna have a good spot. It takes one good day, and he's right in the hunt and could be out there. Uh, he's almost like a mini Roy McElroy when you talk about it. And we're talking about Roy winning this thing by eight strokes. Golfers are a lot better now, that's unlikely to happen, but at a course this difficult, he could definitely be there. And he's been, you know, in majors, U.S. Opens, first time out, etc., you know, going out the masters and putting up big numbers. He's a little bit more experienced at this point, a couple wins shook the Puerto Rico curse that Tony Finau can't and uh, got his win here earlier this season. And now he comes back out at 9,300. That price tag is just insane. Got to get in on that. Last one for me, uh, Patrick Reed, you guys know, I'm hope, I hope you're out on him this week cards because pa- Patrick Reed is always getting fired up at a, at a course like this for me and you just deal with it, but he has solid around the green game scrambling. He can putt, plays difficult courses as well. It, you know, it's always a risk versus some of these other guys, but I'm going to play Patrick Reed at 9,100 here as well. I would, I would, I would second, I would, that was the one guy I missed.
4: Uh, I would say Reed is, has the best hands around the green game, probably on tour. And you're, you're right. He's going to come out to, he is going to make the cut and he's going to contend uh, completely.
3: Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just not going to comment on Patrick Reed. Then you guys yeah. just don't know, um, you know, because I, 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 I you, always you didn't even wrong. tell
1: us your favorite 10 K play yet. You, <laughs> didn't, you didn't tell us your best guy up top yet. No, uh, see, I kind of like, I like
3: the builds that start with like Shawfley Obland. I, I think that's okay. uh, that's the way I'm going to do a lot of them this week, but uh, I talked about DJ in tournaments. I, I, I like DJ I put him as the 10 K plus guy in my article, uh, that's right. you know, not quite as safe as the other guys, but uh, in, in tournaments, I, I like the builds with him. So um, no I'll let you fill in with your thoughts on the nine uh, case here.
2: Yeah, I was gonna start by asking uh Justin what he thought of Patrick Reed because uh, <laughs> I like him this week. I think and... I
3: put in my expert survey that uh <laughs> I believe it was Reed and Cantley both missed the cut or something like that. So, right. as my bold take, so you're Ooh. all good.
4: <laughs> you anti Reed,
3: Justin? Is that, is that I, are you? I am because I always get him wrong, it like it never fails. You can
1: go back and watch like 50 shows, the weeks that I'm on are <laughs> the weeks that he misses the cut. It's so, so bad. bad he's. The weeks he's off them, we figured it out now. It's when cards is off him, It's so bad. It's, it's his it's... best weeks. So <laughs> literally literally every time,
3: and whenever I'm on him is the, you know what it was? It three it or off. four weeks ago when he missed the yeah. cut by one or two strokes, and I was on him that way.
4: It's just so you know I don't. The, I don't, you you know don't the like, one obscure golfer I can never get right ever. I mean, said of everyone, Harris English, Daniel burgers. Zander <laughs> the one golfer I can never get right is Johnny Vegas, ever. <laughs> oh. Hey, he said it before you cards. Like,
0: what's
1: that? Plus yeah, 10, that's 000? right. That's, that's that's
3: somebody mentioned before that. That's I, I haven't had wow. that
1: kind
4: of luck with
3: Johnny B, but Patrick Reed, you can count on me getting it wrong. So uh, all right, I, I'm off on him this week. So that means everybody's take is correct. Um, all right. No, no, anybody else above 9k that, uh, that, that we haven't talked about. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I do like the Chalk Hovland for all the reasons you guys mentioned Xander 14 to 15 to majors with uh, seven top six finishes. So uh, if you're, uh betting uh, with a book that has each ways i mean that's basically free rolling with xander every time uh he tees it up as a major so i like those two quite a bit um and then the guys that um, aren't going to be owned you have webb simpson coming off the wd uh brooks kepka who you know could always show up randomly i don't feel great about him as he's you know can't even bend down to read his putts and uh and then like widely mentioned hideki matsuyama who Gained six strokes ball striking last week. He just had his worst around the green in his career. So um, I don't mind going back to him either. Um, yeah, interesting names for sure. And then Cantley too, four straight missed cuts. If you would have told me, you know, six months ago that uh, he was going to be 5% owned at this price point, right. and of course, that should suit his uh, eye and he loves Pete Dye courses as well. So I don't really know what to do with any of these guys, but I'll probably have two of those four low owned guys uh, in my MME pool by the end of the week.
3: I will uh, I'll let you keep going uh, in the uh, eight the K's and that, that's, this is kind of the range that, uh, that I think is really, really interesting burgers gaining a lot of steam with the way he's been playing. Uh, I think if you take a look at the ball, striking numbers, bogey avoidance, things like that, uh, kind of the stats I was putting together, he graded out second uh, in the field for me this week. So uh, burger is one of my favorites. Obviously Zalatoris uh, has been popular over the last few months. Cam Smith's been playing well. Um, you know, you got kind of DFS favorites in Finau and Scheffler and Fitzpatrick, um, in the mix here too. Uh, so, and some lower own guys also. So, uh, uh, Noto, your favorites in the 8K, I'll let you start this group off.
2: Yeah, two guys that I always play at majors, Tony Finau, uh, 16 of 19 cuts made in his career, uh, with nine top 10. So similar to Xander, just a guy that always shows up on the difficult courses in the stacked fields. And then Louis U stays in down at uh, flat 8K. Um, he's been really good. He's made 17 of his last 18 cuts, um, four top 11 finishes during that stretch. He's turned into one of the better putters on tour. I always like his long irons as well. So uh, I like those two. I think he leads the tour in strokes game putting
4: this year. Who yeah, does? he does.
2: Which is wild because uh, for whatever reason, like five years ago, I always thought he was a good ball striker that couldn't putt. But um, that certainly flipped. Uh, Zalatoris, like you mentioned, gained 11 strokes ball striking last week, just couldn't putt. So I'm going to play him anytime he tees it up from here on out, especially at these difficult golf courses. He's played two majors, both top tens, obviously the solo second at the Masters. I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, you mentioned Berger. I think he's going to be very popular, um, but uh, it's hard not to like him this week, just given his all-around game. And then the one guy that I like a lot is Fitzpatrick. If he would have came top 20 last week, he would be getting all the hype this week. He missed the cut. Now nobody's talking about him. You talk about long iron play. You talk about him on longer courses where anytime you think he's going to play well, he doesn't. And anytime he, you, know, you don't think he's going to play well, he ends up showing up. So he was on a streak of top 15s before last week's missed cut. Uh, much better on difficult courses so uh, Fitz is a guy that uh, I'm going to be way overweight on this week
3: yeah that was definitely a surprise last week from him and that uh, has no doubt corresponded to his ownership being uh, significantly less this week than it otherwise would have so good call there uh Tambog over to you Uh, your thoughts on this 8k range
1: I yeah, love that Fitz call. This it made no sense. Like I didn't want to play him at the course. That was easier. Going to be a birdie fest. I wanted to play him here and now we got the perfect scenario. So I'm very happy about that. I like him at 8,400. I'm with Noto on pretty much the same guys here. I like Finau at any major. I know the form is a little bit iffy, but again, as a guy that can you know get it out there, be accurate get the you know great around pretty good hands himself if you watch some of the stuff over the last little while so uh, I think he's a guy you can get after but I'm all about Louis at 8k I mean everyone's in on Hatton I know and I understand why and a lot of the narrative around seven of the 10 guys on the leaderboard were from Europe and and different factors but you know and and not just that his game is great but uh, I'm always in on Louis at majors if you want to be different this could be cards the uh, Keegan Bradley Sam Burns situation just pop both those 8K guys into your lineup because Hatton does seem low. But last thing I'll say is on Berger, another guy like Hovland, it's just the way it goes. People are catching on to it now, but Burger pretty much only plays in you know elite, solid strength of field events and crushes them. He, Of course, he's not going to win them all. It's tough when you're playing only in the better fields for the most part. And that's why this price tag is like Hovland's. It's just a, it's to me, it's just a misprice at 8,700. And that can come back to bite you. It's golf. Anything can happen. We know this, but you can find ways to get different within your lineups and still play these guys. So I'm going to be in on burger regardless of ownership.
3: Yeah. Good, uh, good comments there. Another guy, if you would have told me six months ago that sung JM would be 4% owned, um, you know, at 8,300, I wouldn't have believed you there either. And, and I know his irons haven't been quite as sharp as what we're accustomed to, but uh, I mean, this is still a guy who, who I think he's eighth uh, in strokes gained off the tee this year. So uh, not too far off if, if he can uh, straighten out the irons a little bit, uh, which, you know, in, in theory is the strength of his game. So don't mind playing some of Sung Jay at that ownership in GPPs. Uh, Wiley, go ahead and fill in with your thoughts on this mid-range here.
4: Yeah, I seem to always skip the mid-range in order to build my lineups out. Um, and it's funny because this is just like – if your form's bad one week, everyone's fickle. Like he said, like uh, Noto said, Fitzpatrick, 10 percent 8, 8, 8, owned. Uh, Finau, now in a major, eight point six sub ten. Um, I agree on all of them. I, I again Berger probably a little too heavy on ownership for me. Um, the 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 one get guy you did not mention. I mean, of course, Scheffler. M. M5% is crazy. Again, a couple of missed, couple of not-so-good weeks, and then he's sub-five. And then you've got the one really big albatross in Justin Rose, right? You want a guy who is a veteran, who's heady, who knows how to make all the right shots, is calculated, and has elite, elite around the green game, and had a master's at least for a few days – that was, it was almost a runaway victory. And then he gets to the next. I mean, this guy, this guy is mid-40s. He plays for majors, period. I mean, he wants to win these trophies. Mm-hmm. And now he's 3% projected, which is, which is likely to be the case or lower at 8.1. That's the one guy in this range that's just staring me in the face. Like, what does Justin Rose do here? Right? You want a guy. You want a guy. that's a veteran who's smart, who makes the right shots. Uh, who understands how to get around a course like this, who understands wind and has elite all time around the green skills. Now sub 5%, almost in the 7,000s. That's, that's the one to me.
3: Yeah. Interesting. I I know that uh, we talked about him quite a bit, uh, you know, kind of during his master's run because uh, there was quite a few hero saves and chips and putts. And, you know, that, that goes to that around the green game. And, Uh, saving par on a lot of holes this week particularly if it gets windy is going to be of uh, prime importance so um you guys have any other thoughts on uh, on rose or you know maybe anybody else in the 8k range i'll open up the floor before we move it along
1: here one more guy real quick is uh i've got the same feelings that wiley has there about the guy right above him tommy fleetwood just think like I, i just keep thinking about him you know third at the honda when you know this is back when i'm saying but just some examples second at the open solid at the u.s open like he's done some things and then 10th at the arnold palmer and then 14th at the wells fargo talk about wind you talk about you know just all around game major moxie things like that and he's done it on these longer courses too so uh he's the one that really stands out to me there that i don't think enough for talking about you're hearing little tidbits of it here and there but i think he's definitely another guy that could stand out at 8200 and have himself a pretty good week here
4: would you agree that this is the range that you avoid in order to make the builds that you want to make, and that you just can't round out your lineup with a lot of guys in this range? Yeah, so that's you always a challenge. Yeah. If you want
1: to mega mind it, you probably start here. <laughs> Yeah, no, you've got it. And that's what we'll, you know, I do this every Wednesday to go through it all, but that's what I'm saying. And I mentioned this to Kenny is you've got Rory and Berger or Rory and Hovland. Those lineups will still work and we'll see plenty of them. You could even see some people go a little bit more aggressive with Rory Bryson or something or Rory Zander, whatever you see. But that automatically causes everybody to skip over this. And the other thing about it is, is everyone wants to go okay, well, like even myself, I said, I'll play some JT if everyone's going to go to Rory. And now the DJ steam is going to come in a little bit late because everyone realizes nobody's on him. Rahm and Bryson are already popular. Speed is 20%. So this range does get overlooked and you have to find a way to get these guys into your lineup in some way, shape or form, or at least with some builds, if you've got to build more lineups, because there's too many names in here that could actually win this thing, or at least contend quite, quite good. So uh, I like this range quite a bit. Yeah, You start a lineup with a,
3: you know, a nine K golfer and uh, it kind of opens up that balance build a little bit. Don't sleep on those, especially if you're multi-entering this week. I like that uh, thought process. So um, I'll stick with Wiley. I'll let him have the first crack here at the uh, seven K range uh, where it's really looking at this point, you know, the guy who's gaining steam is, is answer uh, at uh, we've got him at 22% projected ownership right now. So that's a pretty big number. Obviously guys like Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns have been playing well over the last few weeks. So they're going to get some attention there. Uh, And then you've got Casey, you've got Connors, you've got Neiman who has the longest current made cut streak on tour. Uh, So again, you know, guys, were not used to getting in this seven K range, which, which could, you know, theoretically help build out those balanced lineups. So uh, Wiley, you taking a stand on anybody in here?
4: Yeah. I mean, I can make a case for most guys in the sevens. And I think that this is where the, the million dollars will be made as to how you build your lineup with, with one of these guys. When I went, before I knew ownership or anything coming into this week, my sneaky plays were Hovland and answer. Well, how'd that turn out? That's like you know 50% of lineups will have those two guys. Um, of course, Corey Connors, uh, his ownership is rising because of the think of a really excellent price. Um, I, I cannot get behind Chuck Keegan. I can't do it. I'm okay. I'm okay with losing and having Keegan being the chalk. Uh, I just can't get behind 17% Keegan Bradley. I know how well he did in 2012. I know how well he's playing. Um, I'm looking for some people who aren't maybe in the limelight. Um, You you think about one, Lee Westwood, right? If you look at long courses, uh, if you look at windy courses, if you want to look at really strong iron players, if you want to not think that his two second places this year, were a fluke, we're not a fluke. Um, Lee Westwood because of the gravity of Wallace is probably going to be forgotten a little bit Lee Westwood is one I'm really thinking about same with Mark Leishman Uh, Mark Leishman is erratic off the tee but uh, wider fairways a little more open Uh, he is very um, a very good wind player He he is a very underrated elite iron player especially on long par threes he can get up and down from anywhere, and he's a great putter. I think, and I think Lee. I think people are figuring that out. He's still ten percent projected. I really like Mark Leishman a lot, and I like Jason Kokrak. Um, I think Jason Kokrak. Let me ask you. I should have said his name before this. One player on tour this year is top twenty strokes gained off the tee, and also top ten strokes gained putting. It's is Jason, Jason Kokrak. Kokrak. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> See, I messed that up. I shouldn't have said the (laughs) answer first. Yeah, it's Jason Kokrak, which you'd never imagine. I mean, he's he's six on stroke staying putting on tour. Now, that is an arbitrary – putting stats change are are pretty fluid, but Kokrak is playing amazing this year, and he absolutely – like a palmer, he demolishes a ball. There is a different sound when Jason Kokrak hits the ball uh, off the tee and with his irons, and he's putting better. I just think that 7100 is is arguably one of the best prices for someone in the entire field for me, at a pretty good ownership. Um, I love Coke
3: Yeah, really strong play there. I, I think he's a great value. Um, you know, only only bested for me um, by the uh, the question I posed on Twitter the other night of if you combine strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained on approach, and bogey avoidance for this season. The number one overall player in this field is Emiliano Grillo which would surprise a lot of people uh of course the putter can always explain why did at, you do that to me <laughs> at any moment but uh, yeah it's crazy you look at his off the tee numbers you look at his approach numbers which of course correlates uh. to ball striking and then you look at his bogey avoidance where i believe he's third in, in, in tour and and two or bogey avoidance and he's 7k so uh again if you're you know if you're not concerned about putting. Um, he, he does scramble it reasonably well. Um, as long as the putters, you know, as long as he's not missing the three footers and he's got, you know, three missed cuts in his last nine starts with the other six are all top 25. So, uh, he's been playing really well. So I like Kokrak. I like Grillo, uh, Tringali, another guy that people just don't seem to want to come around on. That's been really good statistically that, I mean, I think he can get some really strong plays, uh, you mentioned Leishman, who, you know, historically always good if the wind picks up, so that's not going to hurt him either. So, uh, Noto, I'll go over to you uh, on your thoughts on the 7Ks here.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good uh, with all the chalk uh, answer Top 25s and seven straight, back-to-back top fives, a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Neiman, you mentioned, longest active cut streak on tour. Paul Casey does everything well except putt. Um, always shows up to the majors, Corey Connors gained at least two strokes to the green and 15 straight events. So, you know, you're going to get good ball striking from him. Um, lower own guys that I like Shane Lowry, uh, obviously won the open. He's become more c- consistent. Um, he's talked about liking courses with shaved runoff areas because he can put instead of having to chip it. And he likes, uh, you know, a lot of creative around the green shots. Um, so I think he's certainly interesting. We have him at 7% ownership right now. The guy I'll go down, uh, with the ship with is uh, Jason day. Um, uh, almost made the cut last week. He's been good off the tee. He's a guy that when he makes a cut, he posts top twenties. Uh, he does miss a lot. So the floor is not there for sure. But uh, historically Pete die specialist, obviously one at whistling straights. Um, I'll probably be solo on this boat. Uh, I don't think you guys are going uh, down with me on Jason day, but uh, I do think he's at least somewhat interesting. I think he's a good pivot off of Sam Burns. If Sam Burns comes first or second again, then uh, I'll just chalk it up to a loss. <laughs>
3: Go ahead and uh, dial SOS. If you're shipwrecked by yourself on, uh, on Friday from the Jason day uh, boat sinking, uh, we'll, uh, we'll come rescue you. But, uh, and somebody in chat uh, remiss, I, I uh, forgot to, to reference this a bit ago, but uh, had talked about when we were talking about Fleetwood uh, Fleetwood being top five at Aaron Hills, which of course, wasn't the PGA championship. It was the U S open uh, back in 2017 or whatever year they played at Aaron Hills, but uh, a long a course that everybody thought was going to play harder than it did uh, not necessarily the best comp for a course but uh, it was a long course and, and Fleetwood did finish top five there uh, however I'm I'm not really um, I, I just don't think it brings as much relevance um, even though this is kind of a you know a design that might liken you back to that a little bit so uh, Tambo go ahead on your thoughts on anything that the, the other guys have mentioned and on the seven case
1: yeah. And I brought it up just more for the, the length like you talked about and major Moxie again, coming back to these good players. We got Sam Burns at 15%. He's an incredible player. He just won and came second, but look at the guys he's around now in this tournament and the pricing. So that's kind of the example, uh, you know, also with Fleetwood, he had a second at the open couple other great finishes in these tougher events and with wind and, and being a factor, I think he could be a good play this week. I think the top range is pretty solid here. Answer a noted pete die specialist as well if you actually go and dig in is some of his best results on tour are on pete Dye courses so well and he drives the ball so well so regardless of ownership i like him the lower owned guy i'm on here actually is not going to be jason day you might want to plug the sos and speed dial for when the ship is going down noto but uh, adam scott i'll go on my own ship here maybe this uh, one goes i thought down you were going to
3: say fowler and i was going to have to say no, no no, boat no. Right we don't now. go there
1: anymore we're, we're <laughs> done that's yeah put me on the boat be under underground already but um adam scott only shows up to play he's the the most interesting man right he hops on his private jet he shows up where he wants to show up and where he wants to show up is at big name tournaments and so that's why when you see everyone's all he only comes 30 30th all the time yeah he plays in the best fields the hardest courses so many factors yes he has to put up more but at 7900 he doesn't need to do it all so uh he has when his game is on it it can be elite so i like him at 7900 i like paul casey in any major i struggle with like you know the burns and Bradley, I was on Bradley, you know, talking about it on Monday first scene. I can't believe the ownership's were that and I don't ever fade just because of that. But when it's based off of a couple of good results, recently a hot putter, which is not a thing for Keegan Bradley typically, and a 12th place back in, or, or sorry, a, a nice finish here back in 2012. That's where I struggle a bit when you've got other guys around him. So uh, I'm with Wiley on co uh, I love that play at 7,100. I think that's a good call. Uh, I'm actually in Noto, and I guess we'll go back to you get your thoughts. But I I still think it could be a Brian Harmon week, regardless of distance. Every he week, does a, he does a lot of things well, and when you pick up that price tag at 7,400, uh, I don't know. I didn't see ownership on him, but it doesn't seem like people are talking about him very much. And uh, he's actually just what, look all for the green
3: 20? dot, or just look for the uh, the orange dot. They're not in
2: there uh, yeah. yet. Where's the dot? Don't put the They're dot not, there.
1: <laughs> hey man only nine percent i'm feeling it i, I, mean, I like if, a little bit of
2: if you if you dislike top 10s at 7k that's fine <laughs> where's the dot noto <laughs> i haven't uh, done my picks yet
3: he's had but to wait always we have the dot <laughs> harman dot it comes preloaded i, I thought i have
2: no dot yeah that's true i uh i don't know you said last week to... is
3: preloaded you had to take it
1: out that must have broken the code so um, the, the scrambling we know the putter we know so you know pro- proximity from 200 plus he's in top 10 in the last 50 rounds and he's rattled off 18th, 13th, 12th and 3rd and the 13th and the 3rd were at the players and the heritage which are Pete Dye courses as well. So uh you know match play he played well which is also like this is, again different courses by, by all means, but I'm just saying it's an option to go to when the bomber narrative is definitely going to be something that people are avoiding him and playing Sam Burns, for example. Again, Burns is probably fine, but I'll, I'll go down with the guys around him, and I'm fine. Like Wiley said with Bradley, if these guys win the tournament or they're the reason I don't win the million dollars this week, it just probably wasn't going to happen. It wasn't meant to be. I will say an answer, by the way.
4: If you watch the, the, the last few holes of the answer at the Wells Fargo, He was a man on a mission. I mean, he, he looked unbeatable and scared of nothing. I, I, the only thing scaring me me from answer this week is ownership, but I don't know if he could win his first term as a PGA championship, but he is, he is, he pound for pound. He is the longest driver on tour. I mean, he's, he's smaller than Harmon. I mean, he is, he is incredible. Yeah. Um, and the one more play, you talk about guys, you know, form is and, – and people become fickle. <clears throat> Max Homa was 9,000 and chalk at Wells Fargo. And now he is 7'3 and 3% ownership. And – and who has he got in the bag this week? Bones. Bones. And you talk about the importance of a caddy player relationship this week. Max Homa – is a is a gamer. He's a fighter. He is he's won at Wells Fargo. He's won at Riviera. He is a great, great iron player. He he's had a couple of not Max Homa like weeks, but this cat can play. I mean, I think he I would love to see him on a rider cup team. That's the one huge star I have is Max Homa. Only because if you look at price variance, I mean, he's been really much higher priced than this at 7'3". I know it's the PGA Championship. Great iron yeah. player. Yeah,
1: I like yeah, the, I like, I, like the I like the Bradley pivot there because you brought that up earlier. Exactly. Like, why not play? Why not play the guy that literally just won the Genesis with a bunch of pressure on him by, you know, for should note, right. In his home course that, you know, basically like his major for him went on right. to play pretty well after that. Like, and now has bones on the bag who anytime he's been on anyone's bag, he seems to do quite well with them and make some money. Uh, I know he was on Phil's bag here back in 2012 it was the 36th place finish. I believe that they got to. And then I saw today on Twitter, he's out there showing Max home the pin placements and everything. Well, it could be here on saturday and stuff already thinking about that and max homer played a practice round with justin thomas got to feel pretty good hopping in that grouping to get a little preview of the course as you go out there and see what one of the best in the world's working on while you're honing your game to become one of the best in the world so i do like max max
4: homer max homer thrives off pressure you can tell and and he he won genesis like he owned it oh yeah Um, so
1: i like
2: that i got one more name for you
4: Okay. All right, so there's three guys. Double down on Jason Day. <laughs> Over the last
2: 50 rounds, there's three guys uh, that are top 40 in this field in uh, all four strokes game categories. Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, and uh, can you name the third in this seven case?
3: It's not Grillo it? because the putting would take him out yeah, of it.
2: What was Grillo. the question? All four rounds of what? Uh, all four strokes game categories in the top 40 in this field.
3: It's not It's not Tringali?
2: tringali
4: i was gonna say i meant i mentioned him just a minute ago so
2: he did okay.
0: there you go nah,
4: tringali is a guy that n- he is your patrick reed i i don't i have him i get killed i don't have to <laughs> get killed i can never figure <laughs> out tringali well that's perfect then don't play him this week because i'm on him
3: then i win with tringali you win with reed <laughs> yes everybody <laughs> will be <laughs> 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 we'll be good there um all right. I like those calls. Well, we got to, uh, we got about 10 minutes left here. Yep. Um, we're going to drop our, uh, our little uh, guest, the golfer game in the chat, get yourself a free week of Roto grinders premium. And since Wiley is our uh, special guest this week, we let, uh, him pick his favorite sub seven K golfer, uh, not going to be a lot of massive chalk really at all in that range. So just his favorite sub seven K golfer, uh, if you've, you know, kind of followed his posts on uh, Twitter might give you a little bit of a hint there, but, uh, uh who do you think wiley's favorite sub 7k golfer is if you are not currently a roto grinders premium subscriber and you are the first one to guess the right answer uh we will uh we'll get you a free week of roto grinders premium for you so uh we'll uh, i'll start with somebody else so that we can come back to wiley so we can talk about that golfer after somebody guesses it but uh let's get to the punts here quick and uh, and then we'll get on out of here so uh, noto i'll go to you first who are you looking at under 7k
2: Don't love the 6Ks this week. I currently have seven guys that might end up in my player pool. Um, But uh, we talked about the longest active cut streak on tour being uh, Joaquin Neiman. The second is Ryan Palmer. Um, He's made 15 cuts in a row. I don't really love him in majors, but uh, he's pretty long off the tee, having a really nice season. I like the price point. Makes some sense to me. Uh, I like Thomas Peters. Always seems to play well in these majors. Uh, Missed the cut on the number last week, but he gained 3.5 strokes tee to green. So I'll go back there. Don't know what to do with Charles Schwartz. So I think he's going to be like 15% owned um, mm-hmm. in some of the single entry stuff. So uh, that scares me. He's playing great, obviously. Um, the Irons have been amazing over the last uh, few events. But uh, I don't mind going down to Alex Noren, three straight top 25s, a guy that we kind of think of as a grinder. So if uh, conditions get bad. And then uh, Rick Rungood, anytime is under 7, okay, got to play him. So uh, got to play him.
3: All right. Uh, That's the, yeah, you just follow the flow chart there. So, uh, all right, Tambo, I'll throw it over to you. Your favorite uh, values this week.
1: Definitely in on Palmer. I, I see him like him and Kokrak to me. Kokrak was just above who we already talked about. If you save 200 bucks, you go down to Ryan Palmer. It's very similar to me anyway. And so I'll play him here. Can play well at tough courses. I like Thomas Peters. Everyone wanted to play him at 8,600 last week, burned them. They flipped them to 6,800. And now it's like nobody wants them. But I believe he missed the cut on the number. Pretty sure it was just the putter that was, again, you need a putter. We know that, but he's got the distance. He's got the ability. So he's a guy there. And then I guess my off the board one, I'll save the good one for for Wiley, but um, Christian Bezudenhout. Most will never play him or know who this guy is. the The backstory is incredible. Uh, some people say he looks like Osimo. Uh, if you if you follow that, but uh, I think it's kind of interesting. And one thing about him is just again, you don't see him a lot, but it's oftentimes when you see him, it's almost like an E.V.R. type. Game where it sets up for WGC's majors, strong fields, and that, but he has a really strong around the green game scrambling ability, can get hot with the putter. Uh, I think he's an interesting play down here that almost nobody will go to at 6,800. So uh, I like that guy for another play down here. I am shocked that nobody has gotten this right. We've had like 50
3: guesses, it seems like, and nobody's gotten it. I mean, it's not this completely off the board. Under seven K play, yeah, it's just I mean, it's a guess that you would think somebody. I I I was shocked when we got through about six guesses and nobody had gotten it.
2: Um, Wiley, give them
4: your give them your hint about. uh Do you want me to lead into it? Let me give a few more than about about my back.
2: Give me a hint.
3: Somebody you're said spewing. how many twins does Osimo awesome have, which is very true.
1: Anyway, yeah, Caruso
2: is hint. Hint.
3: finally got somebody got it. So we can, <laughs>
2: you can go ahead now.
1: <laughs> Give me your
2: spooning
4: hand.
1: <laughs> it would have given it away. It could have been t- it would have been good.
4: <laughs> do you want me to say it now or do you want to yeah, it's like, you're know. you're good? Somebody got it. Brad okay. Gibson got it. Brad Gibson? Brad Gibson it's got Stewart it. Sink. Uh yeah. So so here's what surprised me about Sword Sink. Um <laughs> Noter just said one thing, but the second thing that surprises me about him <laughs> is some uh, people are going to be very confused. Yeah, we have to explain yeah. it
2: a little bit.
4: The fact that he's at, he's you know, late 40s, almost 50, and he averages 306 off the tee more than Burns, more than Zell Torres, um, more than a lot of the big bombers off uh, in the PGA Tour. He's 6'4, 220, but he's still averaging longer than he has even when he was in his 30s. He's got this incredible caddy relationship with his son. Uh, he's won twice now on tour. You want a guy who's won a British Open. Um, and I just think that, I mean, I, I feel like his ownership's probably projected pretty low. I think it's going to get higher. I don't think he's going to miss the cut. I think he's going to make his way around the course and do really well here. I like Stuart Sink. I completely agree with Palmer. I think he is a co-crack better price. Um, co- uh, Ryan Palmer can demolish it off the tee. Uh, he has not, not played well at all really this year. I think, this, I think the price is very fair. Uh, Peters, yeah, I, I, I talk to a player regularly. Peters is like, oh, I'm, we're in love with him. He does. His swing is immaculate. He hits it long. He hits his irons well. He's brainy. Uh, he he could putt. Um, I, I I mean he disappointed us last week, but I think it's, it's his just sort of getting acc- acclimated to the PGA Tour. Kh Lee really surprises me, and it just may be because he was he added to the field, you know, after his win last week. But his, I mean it's Kh Lee. He's coming off a win, and he's a he's a great tee to green guy and iron player, sub one percent. And then the last one. If you really want I, – I don't like a lot in the sixes, especially down low, but one Euro I'll throw out there is Dean Brimister. He's a, He is in great form. He's a mauler. He, uh, if you watch him on the Euro Tour, he can acclimate to win. He, he may be he may be the one guy at 6.5 that may be, give you other options that people aren't thinking about in your lineups. I think he's 6.5. 6.3, even better. 6, 6.3, right. That's the one guy down low that I would be maybe comfortable playing. But Stu Sink, man. Mm, big Stu. Him. Like you only get the the quote Big Stu Stink, Sink, if you're really big. He's huge. Yeah.
3: How do you get the Big Stu Stink quote? I don't know. I kind of <laughs> love that one. Miss the
1: cut, miss the cut when I'm on him heavy.
3: I That's kind of be a Yes, I kind of
4: love that one. <laughs>
3: I, I don't love the fact that Wyndham Clark got his ace a couple days early, but I don't hate him. At, uh, his ownership will be a little bit higher than where we have it right now, but it's certainly not going to be massive.
4: I just don't 66, think he's a good 600. enough iron player. It, it, he, he had a lot of
3: seven-footers last week, and uh, he missed most of them. But uh, uh, there's certainly some risk there. But uh, don't mind a sprinkle in the you know, Millie Maker or something like that, uh, top-heavy GPPs. Somebody in the chat mentioned a week ago or a few minutes ago in the chat uh, just play Corey Connors because you get the automatic hole in one bonus at yes. some point during the week. So uh, you can just do that uh, if you want your ace, uh, which, relatively speaking, if it's difficult scoring, uh, Connors' weekly ace will carry more weight uh, in the overall uh, scheme of the standings than it did last week. But uh, always fun you know i know it's a little weird having a major in may especially since you know we were kind of just getting used to it and then uh last week last year the the schedule was uh all out of whack with covid but uh uh fun to be talking about a challenging golf course and what should be a really fun tournament this week so uh appreciate wiley hopping on with us uh, wiley yeah. thanks for joining us and Anytime. uh let people know one more time where they can find you if they aren't familiar with you
4: at wiley 77 on twitter golflandia podcast and And i really like these guys when i said you guys were sweet boys i really thought so i mean i really like following you guys i think you're really good guys for the industry
3: and Wiley is a great follow on Twitter. Great handwriting as well. Uh, can give us, you know, we said he had to do the hand-drawn logo. Uh, so we're going to hold him to that at some point, but uh, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> <It's> tough. <laughs> the hand-drawn gears are coming at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take that up next time we have you on, but uh, thanks to Wiley for joining us. Thanks as always to Tambo and Noto for joining me and our producer, Devin for uh, working hard producing behind the scenes with the four man booth tonight. And good luck to all of you in the DFS contest this week week for the PGA championship. Thanks again for watching. I am Justin. Take care, everybody.